Hello, and welcome to the July edition of our Corporate ESG Inspired by Podcast. I'm Nick Bullock from NowWest ESG Advisory Team, and I'll be taking you through this month's key trend, science-based target initiatives, or SPTIs, new supplier engagement guidance, which aims to support companies decarbonize their supply chains, and the growing use of scope three targets to put sustainable finance. Let's kick off with the former. When setting greenhouse gas emission targets within sustainability-linked structures, targets verified by the SBTI are seen as best practice. To be in line with SBTI, companies must set scope three targets that cover at least 67% of their total scope three emissions if scope three emissions represents over 40% of their total footprint. In addition to absolute scope three emission reduction targets, SBTI's criteria recognizes intensity targets, supplier and customer engagement targets, and even non-emission-based targets when appropriate. For example, the SBTI's Forest, Land and Agriculture Guidance, or FLAG, requires companies to publicly commit to zero deforestation in addition to their emission reduction targets. This month, the SBTI published new guidance to support companies engage their supply chains to set science-based targets. The guidance outlines how to develop supplier engagement targets, implement engagement programs, and ensure businesses fully understand what is required to achieve these goals, including accompanying trading packs. It is tailored to companies with scope three emission supplier engagement and is the first in a series of publications on supply chain emissions. The guidance comes as we continue to see scope three targets being used within sustainability-linked facilities. We are seeing a growing expectation for companies to target scope three emissions within sustainability-linked facilities where material to a company's overall greenhouse gas emission footprint. According to the Carbon Disclosure Project, CDP, technical notes, Across all sectors, scope 3 emissions accounted on average for 75% of a company's total scope 1, 2, and 3 emissions. All companies that submit a target for SBTI validation have to complete a scope 3 inventory, and the corporate net zero standard also requires companies to set targets that cover 95% of scope 3 emissions. As of February 2023, 96% of all targets validated by the SBTI include some level of scope 3 emissions. When it comes to setting targets, absolute targets are the clearest illustration of decarbonisation trajectory, with the preferred types of targets being absolute targets, intensity targets, or supplier engagement targets. Noting the challenges companies can face in influencing certain categories of scope 3 emissions, we have seen companies include partial scope 3 KPIs which target the subcategories of scope 3 which are most material and accurately reportable under a company's business model. Given the difficulty to quantify scope 3, we have also seen companies include proxy KPIs which represent specific scope 3 subcategories, such as a reduction in purchase goods and services by targeting percentage of suppliers with their own scope one and two reduction targets. As borrowers continue to struggle with scope three data availability and quality, there can be a disconnect 
between the market to decide for borrowers to target a material part of their total emissions and a borrower's ability to quantify scope three. The data challenges are illustrated in Now West's Global Fixed Income Investor Survey, with 56% of investors recognizing the challenge of setting scope three emission targets in sustainability linked bonds. And fewer investors, at 42%, currently using scope three emissions in their decision making tools and their risk assessments. However, another 40% are expected to be doing so within the next one or two years. Moreover, it's becoming more commonplace to include ESG thresholds within procurement policies, with companies such as Arla implementing sustainability incentives for their farmers. The increasing use of Scope 3 targets is continuing to create top-down pressure in the mid-corporate space for suppliers to set and report their ESG impact, with a greater onus being placed on larger companies to develop their suppliers' ESG capabilities. In order to reduce the financial barriers of their supply chain transition, we are seeing an increased number of partnerships supporting this transition of supply chains. For example, Now West and McCain Foods launched their partnership where Now West, via Lombard, provides financing to McCain's farmers that supports key investments in regenerative agriculture practices, with McCain offering a contribution towards the interest payable. These partnerships, institutional guidance, and the most recent SBTI guidance will continue to help companies target their scope three emissions, helping their supply chains transition. However, as noted by those same institutions, further regulation is needed to drive large-scale change. Thanks for listening to this month's corporate ESG 5 and 5. I hope you found it useful. 